in reality, the, the biggest challenge a lot of sales trainers and sales coaches have is they're unable to teach or coach. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're like me, you get around a lot of sales professionals, leaders that know their organization, they know their sales scripts, they know their playbooks, but what about authenticity? We're going to dive into what it means to sell through authenticity. You don't have to be like that rock star in your company. You don't have to be like that fictional character you might hear about in the movies or you see in sales articles. You can have success by leveraging your unique strengths, those attributes which are unique to you. And I should know this. I'm an identical twin. But here, we're going to dive into how you sell with authenticity. It's about a mindset. It's about a belief. And today, joining our program is a good friend of mine, Chris Caldwell. He's the CEO and founder of Sell As You Are, based there in Southern California. Chris, we've known each other for a long time, but how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see you again. It's great to see you. And for our listening audience out there, followers of both of our programs, I want you to know something. Chris is the very person, the leader that encouraged me to start <laughs> in this world of podcasting. He had a podcast series because he's a history teacher. At least that was his background before he got into sales. Mm -hmm. He was yep. a history teacher. And he had a podcast and he had thousands of followers. And he said, Dave, you've got a message. You've got something that you got to get out there. Start this program. And it was just a hobby. And now it's grown. Thank you, Chris, for getting in this world. I, you don't know what you've done, but I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> so tell our listening audience briefly about your leadership journey and what took you from Maryland all the way to California. Sure, sure. Well, I just want to say that, you know, uh, with most things, um, if you have a message to share and it comes from the right place like yours does, then when you share it, the world becomes a better place. Like it only adds to the world, right? It's like, think about all the best books you've read or best courses you've taken or the things, the messages you've received from other people that have changed you the most. And then imagine if they had too much fear and security or head trash to ever put that message out there. You would have never read that book, right? And so, or, or listened to that podcast. So, so kudos to you for doing that. Um, I, I think for me, you know, you asked about my, my leadership journey and it, it began in teaching and then went into sales training. And then I led a sales team internally for a corporate uh, company um, in the Baltimore area. And then I, I launched my own business about three years ago and our team is growing and, um, and th things are going well. But I, for me, honestly, my leadership journey has really forced me to face all of the different blind spots I've, I've had. 
uh, it, it have challenged me in ways that I didn't even anticipate. And that even bleeds over into, you know, having three young children and a wife and trying to be the leader in that family in whatever way is most appropriate. Um, and so I'm, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly putting the mirror up to myself and asking myself the question of, you know, did I say that because I, Chris Caldwell needed to say it, or did I say that because that individual needed to hear it? And um, that's always sort of been the filter that I've been using for all my conversations. And it, you know, it, it works out more often than it doesn't. Um, I moved here, you know, answering your question about moving from Maryland to California. I moved to California about a year and a half ago now. And we moved out here. It was sort of on a whim a few years ago during COVID. We came out here to enjoy some sunshine and some fresh air during the winter. And uh, we fell in love. And so we, I moved all five of us out here, 3000 miles across the country. Uh, so I could, like I did this morning, um, take a nine minute walk to the coffee shop on the beach. Uh, and that's what I did. And we can, you know, see the, see the sunset over the Pacific ocean from our front porch. And, um, it's 70 degrees and sunny right now in November. So it's pretty great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Jealous at times. I love that part of the country. I am a Pacific Northwesterner. And mm -hmm. I'll say this from my perspective, Chris, going from east to west, your, your priorities of making sure your family was in a great position. The ability to say, hey, I've got an expertise. I've got a background that needs to be put out there and share with other leaders. I love that. You had a background Outside of being a, a, a teacher, teaching history, you also dabbed in the world of uh, consultative selling. You did corporate yep. sales training. Talk about how that may have laid the framework for what you're building now with Sell As You Are and how your system, the SAIA system, is different from what would be what we call a typical sales methodology. Sure, sure. So, I, you know, the transition from teaching to sales training was – it on paper seemed to make no real sense, but it, in reality, the the biggest challenge a lot of sales trainers and sales coaches have is they're unable to teach or coach. Um, they know their sales stuff. They're unable to teach or coach. Fortunately for me, I came with that teaching and coaching background and facilitation background, and I just needed to learn the sales system and needed to get as many reps under my belt as quickly as possible so I could live the lessons. And so I worked at a sales training company uh, in the Baltimore area, but they have offices all over the world. And they're really fantastic. It's the largest sales training company in the world, uh, and they do great stuff. But what I found was that we had the we had the system that we were teaching people, and we had the scripts, and we were telling them what to say. And I experienced this too in my own experience. More often than not, the stuff that was getting in their way to success Yes, the practical stuff, what to say, when to say it, the system to use, et cetera. That was really important. Right. But the, I had so many clients who intellectually knew the system backwards and forwards. They had memorized the scripts. They were doing the behavior. And for whatever reason, it was not working. Yeah. And almost always we had to dig into what are your self-limiting beliefs around this? What head trash do you have? What type of energy are you showing up in? What are you? What's the inner critic telling you? And what was happening is they were just showing up in a totally inauthentic way. You know, they were trying to become 
this version of a failed person that they thought they had to be based on the training that they had been given. And so as I reflected more and more on that, I realized that there is the most effective sales training and coaching out there combines the blocking and tackling, right? The system itself, um, you know, some script recommendations, a clearly defined process with work and honest conversation about what's going on in the eight inches between that individual's ears and how they can show up most authentically and um, how they can connect with people in the most genuine way while following a clearly defined process. So after I realized that and realized that was sort of my calling and that's what I wanted to do, uh, I went to run a sales team in the corporate world um, so I could get some experience actually putting all the things I've been teaching people into practice. I did that for a few years and then finally was ready to launch Sell As You Are, which uh, is coming up on its third third anniversary here shortly. Fantastic. I love that. And I what I appreciate, Chris, is that you've gotten to a point where you said, look, I know this could work, but we're actually missing the most important element. And that's that individual professional showing up with their greatest strength. Not yes. all of us are storytellers, but we find ways to connect by being who we are. When someone says, hey, I see the real you, I trust who you are, then that allows us to be able to become more educated, more informed as sales leaders, because our buyers know what we're, they're looking for. They already know what they want, and they can tell at the very beginning what is the most important factor of you being successful as a representative of your organization. As a matter of fact, Chris, one of the experts we had on, they did analytical research on sales strategies, sales approaches, and found that in less than a, a second, it was like a tenth of a second, someone could tell instantly in their own character if they believe you're honest. And they mm -hmm. can tell within seven seconds if they're even going to buy from you. So here we are, yeah. less than 10 seconds. They've already formulated in their mind an opinion if they trust you. And then secondly, if they even want to buy from you. So I, I think the SAIA system, sell as you are, makes sense. So yeah. tell us about what SAIA is and how do you approach training people to rely on their instincts, on their strengths versus just the playbook? We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Are you someone who dreads public speaking? Does the mere thought of getting up in front of a crowd make you break out in a cold sweat? Well, 
Fear no further because there's a solution that can help you overcome your fear and master the art of public speaking. Introducing our book, Talk It Up, a guide to successful public speaking. This comprehensive guide is perfect for anyone of any age in any profession if they want to improve the public speaking skills. Whether it's for a work presentation, a conference, a job interview, giving a toast at a wedding, or even a TED Talk. With Talk It Up, you'll learn how to craft and deliver a powerful speech that engages your audience and leaves a lasting impression. You'll discover techniques for controlling your nerves, protecting your idea, projecting your voice, using your body language, all to keep your audience engaged. Plus, you get tips on everything from creating an outline to using visual aids to managing a Q&A session. Imagine being able to speak confidently and being able to captivate your audience. With Talk It Up, you can become a skilled public speaker in no time. And the best part, it's available on Amazon. So you can start reading today and take your first steps to become a confident public speaker. Don't let your fear of public speaking hold you back any longer. Order your copy of Talk It Up today and start speaking with confidence. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Well, I think I think it's really a combination. If you're going to be practical about it and look, business is exists to make money, right? That's the purpose of the business. Otherwise, it'd be a nonprofit or it would be a hobby. And the best way to make money is by helping people, right? That is the number one strategy for to grow any business. But in the end, there also has to be a practicality to when I'm speaking to an entrepreneur, an individual salesperson or a sales team and just say, look, guys, like and gals, we're here to sell. Like that's what we're doing. And I'm going to teach you a practical methodology, a six-step system to help you sell. And I'm going to give you the framework to it and how I do it and how some of my other clients do it. And then give you the freedom to be the most authentic version of you within that. Because a lot of times people misunderstand when I begin to work with them and they'll say, but hold on, you told me to sell as I am. And now you're giving me this framework or this system to follow. It's like, well, yeah, of course, Lamar Jackson has to be allowed to be Lamar Jackson. He's never going to be Tom Brady, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a playbook. <laughs> it doesn't mean that he doesn't <laughs> practice throwing the ball, you know, or, or improve in the areas he needs to improve. In the end, the moment he steps onto the field, it's a finite game. He's going to win it or he's going to lose it. When you begin a sales process, there there is some finality to it. You're either going to start working with that group or company or person or or you're not. And so you still want to set yourself up for success in that way and not allow the, well, I'm just going to be me to actually be a rationalization for not getting better at your job. Um, and so I think that we blend that really well. And when we do, whether people are taking our online accelerator course our live accelerator course, or I'm doing corporate training, we don't start with scripts and sales process. Mm -hmm. We begin with mindset. We begin with what are your beliefs about selling? How is this impacting how you're showing up? 
um, we talk about the values of the SEA professional and the importance of courage and authenticity. And we allow people to understand that like, this is the space we're going to be operating in. Now let's layer some practical how-tos on top of that. This is an incredible conversation we're having. If you're listening to the program, you like what you're hearing, you find great value, make sure you have subscribed, make sure you're following us so that we can continue to bring on incredible leaders like Christopher Cogwell on the program. Chris, you mentioned something that we do in all of our training here with my company, with my twin brother's company, is we focus first on the mindset. And it sounds like what you're trying to say is, look, let's start with why you believe what you believe about yourself maybe about the industry, maybe about your approach to uh, products, services, et cetera. But what is the six-step system briefly? And then how do you get them to say, let's dispel these beliefs or let's address this imposter syndrome that might be within you? Sure. So within any role, you know, we play roles throughout our life. Every day we're playing different roles. You know, the moment my son woke up this morning, I was in the role of father. And then when my wife <laughs> needed to talk to me about something, I switched over to husband. And then when I hopped on my first call, I was in the role of, um, you know, potential uh, corporate partner. And then my next call, I was in the role of CEO. Now I'm in the role of podcast guest. And so it's really important for us to recognize that us performing the best we can in the role we're performing in doesn't change who we are in any way, shape or form. And so that's what the systems leverage for. So um, what you want to do as a consultative salesperson, since you're the salesperson and you are the expert in the topic being discussed. So if I'm selling digital marketing, the topic of the conversations, digital marketing. I'm the digital marketing expert, not the owner of the roofing company. And so it's really important for me in those situations to take control of the process. So the first step is the expectations check. And in that step, we take control. We talk about how much time we have, the agendas that we have, and what potential next steps might be. And we make sure we take control immediately of the sales call. And then we move into step number two, which is discovery. And we have a lot of details that go into that and a lot of different ways to do it. Um, <clears throat> but more or less, what we're looking to do is we're looking to drill down into what is the actual problem they're dealing with, how is it impacting them professionally, and how is it impacting them personally, and get as much of that as we possibly can, and then be able to ask them to project forward if you were able to address this effectively, what would that do for you? How would that change in your business? What type of opportunities would – what type of value would you see in something like that? So after you effectively get through that, using the same example of me selling digital marketing, after I get through that, I'm able to look at it objectively and determine whether or not I think I can actually help this person. Because we may get into it, into discovery, and I may say, you know what? Actually, we don't do I, – I can't – I hear that you have these problems. We can't actually help you with these problems. Let me pass you on to someone else. So now they have determined that which is step two, then we move into step three, which is the buying process. Because now I have to determine, now that I know David has a problem I can solve and has an ideal future state, as we call it in sale as you are, the prison to paradise, have that paradise that I can help them get to on the timeline they hope to get there. Now I have to see if he can actually buy it from me, right? Like, does he have the resources, the, the money, uh, the time, the energy, the willpower, the commitment, the sanity to actually start working with me. Um, am I talking to the right person? Right. right. That's really important too. Can he buy it from me or does someone else need to write the check or sign the contract? And 
would they like to work together on a timeline that also would make sense to me? And do they even have a clear definition of what that timeline is? Because if you don't do that, that's when you get prospects kicking the can down the road because you're just not in alignment. And so from there, that's step three. That's the buying process. So now that I've gone through discovery, step two, determine do they have a problem I think I can solve and do they have an ideal future state, a paradise I believe I can get them to? Then step three, do they have the resources? Am I talking to the right person? And do our timelines add up? At that point, um, then I ask for some type of commitment in teasing it out. And that's step four, the if-then check. If I sit down to show you a proposal that addresses these problems, falls within your budget and your resources, and you feel good about it, then where do we go from there? Yeah. And that's a really important conversation to have because typically salespeople really run into problems right after their proposal. That's where they get their objections. That's where they get their resistance. And the number one commandment it sell as you are is you cannot learn new information while you're being told no. It's one thing to be told no, but you need to know exactly why they're going to tell you no before you propose, right? Yeah. I literally did the same thing when I was about to buy an engagement ring for my now wife. <laughs> I called her best friend and I'm like, hey, if I get down one knee to propose to Mad, scale of one to 10, how likely is it that she tells me yes? Because I'm about to clear out my whole bank account and I need to know, right? And so like if she had told me a three, I would have said, okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe I don't go by the ring. Maybe I need to have a conversation about what that resistance is. And so what that does is that just allows in a natural way with less pressure for them to bring up what they're yeah. projecting forward. They're envisioning having heard your proposal, liking it maybe at a seven, eight or nine out of 10. And they're telling you, well, honestly, the where we would go from there is I would need to talk to whoever, or I need to double check budget, or I would need to just see if the timelines really add up because this thing changed since we last spoke. And that's where you can say, okay, time out. Well, before I sit down and do the proposal, how about we figure that out first? And so what you're Love doing it. is you're eliminating as much as you possibly can any type of resistance or objection, because once you give the proposal, David, uh, you lose all your leverage. Mm. They have all your expertise. They have your whole plan. Right. And so um, from there, step five is the proposal step and and uh, and step six is the what now check, which is just yeah. driving them towards some type of decision or commitment. And if for whatever reason, they don't make it in that moment, which is always ideal, whether yes or no, to establish some type of clearly defined next step and get some yeah. type of accountability on both yeah. ends to drive toward a resolution. This is simple for anyone to follow to say, look, you could come in here and see that there's a systems, there's a thought process. It's kind of like the Lamar Jackson analogy you used earlier for our listening audience. He's the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. And they have their progressions. The quarterback might look to his receiver to his left, gain it to, his, to the field to his right, but he has his progressions. He might do a check down with the running back, but it doesn't change his personality. It doesn't change his style. And the team has success when they build around that. And so what Chris says, yes. look, we've got a framework for you. And you're going to go through your check, but you're not going to lose who you are through this process. It's actually going to help to make sure you're moving this ball, quote unquote, down the field so we can score. I love yeah. that you do that. This is important. And it, it really made me laugh because my wife and I just celebrated our, our 25th anniversary, Chris. And I'll tell you what's interesting. 
you said, look, I had to do a check too to make sure if I was going to ask this question. <laughs> yeah. I had to get more than a three commitment. You know, I had to get a response. Yeah, like, you're going to probably say nine, you know? And, and so I, I remember that time I had to ask her mother, my wife's mother for her hand in marriage and, and say, look, how, how likely would she say yes to me? You know, <laughs> exactly. and I talked to her best friend. Do you think she really likes me? You know? And so it was interesting enough. And we go to Cleveland, we go on the lake and I get on this boat and I propose in front of all these people and they announce it on the intercom, which is kind of cool. And I thought, I wonder if she would have said no, right? So you want to get mm -hmm. all these out the way. You want to be able to find that success because you want to reassure yourself or play the right messages in your mind that you are good. You are excellent. You are capable. You are able to sell being who you are. I yeah. love that. And so can I ask you from your system, can you share a story, Chris, maybe perhaps of a client? or maybe perhaps an organization you've been working with to train on this, that you found incredible success, maybe a moment that they embraced this authenticity in sales that was not just pivotal for them, but maybe pivotal for you to say, this is working. Yeah, sure. So we've, we've worked with a lot of different clients of, of a lot of different sizes, um, whether it's a sales team of 20 or 30 people or a smaller sales team, an individual salesperson, or even an entrepreneur, like a solopreneur. Um, and we've seen a lot of success across across the board with them. Um, when it comes to like the corporate clients, we see a ton of them just falling in line and all following the system and speaking the same language. But the best like example and story I can give is uh, we had a um, individual salesperson that I started working with uh, a couple years ago. Um, I worked with him for about two years overall. And his VP of sales came to me and he said, man, we'll call him Greg. He said, Greg has everything. Like he's competitive. He's going out doing the behavior. He knows his stuff. He's likable. He's affable. I cannot figure out why this guy can't sell. And I refuse to fire him because I know he has everything he needs to be incredible at this job, and I don't know what to do. And so Greg and I started working together, and what we quickly found out was he had no clearly defined process. Wow. He was trying to be, we'll call him Jim, Jim was his VP. He was trying to sell exactly like Jim sold. But guess what? Jim had no idea how Jim sold. Jim just showed <laughs> up and did his thing and was really damn good at it. And so like, you can't teach that, right? That's like using the Lamar Jackson analogy. It's like trying to teach someone else to run a four or five. Like you can't do, or to scramble around. Like some things just come naturally. And so what we found out with Greg is that he was trying to be Jim. He was trying to emulate what Jim did and how Jim did it. And he had so much head trash around sales, around his own self-worth, um, around the roles he played in his life, around the failure he had experienced for about a year up to that point in the business, which had really started to wear him down. So what we focused on is we focused on uncovering all those stories he was telling himself and then identifying what parts of Jim's process feel good to you and what parts don't. And we sort of deconstructed uh, Greg's process and reconstructed it. And now he is just wildly successful in the company. I met, I did all virtual training for over two years with him. I met him for the first time in Vegas about two months ago, you know, and, and, and he mentioned like, this is just, it's changed my life. Like not just in sales, but like all this psychology and mindset that we talk about, I take it into all my relationships, my, my marriage, my family, everything. 
And he's just, if you met him today, he's just a different person awesome. with a much bigger bank account. Chris, I want to do a little follow-up to what you shared. And I appreciate okay. that story. And it's amazing to be able to hear his growth, not just in the success he's found at his organization, but his growth in terms of his confidence. I want to touch on limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome, because these can often hinder genuine expression. How did you help, maybe not this particular sales leader, but how do you guide sales professionals in overcoming this fear, overcoming this sense of, I'm going to really do something that's counterproductive and really talk down to myself. I'm going to, I'm going to present myself in a way where I don't want to be hurt by the potential rejection, or maybe I don't want them to find out I'm really actually very competent and I know what I'm talking about. So how do you help them through limiting beliefs and overcome this sense of imposter syndrome? Well, I, I'm glad you used the phrase help because I certainly don't do any of it, uh, right? It's all, as you know, it is, it is a self, you have to take full responsibility for it. But I think that what has been most helpful to me is what I work with my clients on. And step one is awareness. And and the first uh, piece of awareness you want to acknowledge and reflect upon is the fact that we don't live, we don't see the world how it is. We see it through the stories that we make up in our mind. And this is what, you know, I was in Austin last week talking to a group of like solopreneurs who are experts in their field of mental performance. And guess what? You can't help any client if you don't sell them your services. So you're not a mental performance coach the moment you hang the shingle. You're a salesperson. And then once you get clients, you can be mental performance coaches with them. With everyone else, you're still a salesperson until you can't take on any more clients. And um, so what we what we talk about is we talk about the stories. You know, We ask them, when you hear salesperson, what words pop into your head? Is it confident, helpful, kind, thoughtful, authentic? No, of course not, right? Sleazy, greedy, slimy, manipulative. You know, I mean, it's like, it's it's almost funny every time I do that activity. And here are people who think all these things about salespeople, yet they need to go out and be one. And so what we then do is we then draw out, okay, here's an example of a story. This is what's actually happening. This is the story I created. This is how I show up because of it. And what we had them do is we started writing down their stories that they have around them operating in a sales role. People will, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be greedy. I'm here to help people not sell something. I want to grow a business, but I don't want to have to whatever, right? Pick up the phone and call someone. Um, And so we start writing down all these stories. And then what we do is then we identify what percentage of that story is real, like actual based on real fact and what percentage of that story is made up in your head. I love that, Chris, because one of the workshops I teach is on addressing imposter syndrome. And we talk about that. Like, is this true? Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is we are designed biologically to preserve and protect ourselves. And so for a lot of people, they don't realize that we actually allow in our thought process, all these things to protect ourselves. Instead of saying, no, we we actually are just fine. We're going to be okay. And start feeding ourselves the right messages, the affirmation statements, the things that are true about ourselves. So I love that you do that. 
And I and I appreciate what you said in, in, in the very beginning, Chris, is that we've got to take responsibility. We've got to yeah. own our mindset. We've got to own what we tell ourselves every day because the reality is we actually have the ability to lie to ourselves or tell ourselves what we need to hear to get through and conquer the situations we're in. So I love that you do that. You, you also have a sales club, Chris. Tell me about the sales club. What, what's the platform like? Is this sure. the group that you started through Facebook? Is this a group you started with, let's say, just individual sales leaders who want to continue to with you beyond just the initial sales training? What's the sales club about? Sure. So our initial, that initial training, the accelerator program, whether you go through the online course or do it live, um, that is like the boot camp. That's where we teach you that whole fixed step system. We dive into some mindset stuff. We make some commitments. And if you just do the accelerator, you'll be in a much better place than you were before the accelerator. But as you mentioned, the system is simple, but the system is not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And if it was, then it wouldn't really be worth much of anything. So the sales club is primarily a community of individual like solopreneurs, um, individual salespeople, sales teams, and we come together every week on Tuesday, uh, on Tuesday afternoons, and I deliver reinforcement training. We dive deeper into it. Okay, the dice panels that we're running within the discovery step, how are they going? What issues are you running into it, into with it? How can we get past that? You know, we troubleshoot the different challenges of it. Just like going to practice for a sports team, right? You get the playbook. The playbook looks great. You learn it. You run reps once or twice. And then you go into a game and you realize like, oh, wow, that like, you know, uh, power drag uh, didn't work quite like we thought it would. Uh, hey, let's figure out what went wrong and how to make it better. And so that's what sales club is. And so we have a bunch of other offerings throughout the week, whether it's like, um, whether it's office hours with me or whether it's focusing on planning out your week or specific skill building. Uh, but that Tuesday afternoon is like the OG session that everyone attends. Um, and if a community of people, and I tell you what, you begin to realize when you get into the sales club, they're like, oh, wow, like the insecurities, the head trash, the fears, the challenges, the struggles I have around po prospecting, selling, client services, whatever it is, I'm not the only one. This is really cool. There are other people going through the exact same thing I'm going through. And so they all really support each other in that way too. We'll be right back after this short break. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Are you tired of struggling to keep your team motivated and engaged? Do you wish there was an easier way to develop your employees' skills and build a high-performing team? Well, look no further than Mercury Learning Library and Coaching. If you're a tech company that values happy, high-performing teams and leaders, Mercury is the solution you've been looking for. They all have access to online training, bi-weekly group coaching to power up your employees, their skills, their leadership skills, their sales, and public speaking. 
And for CEOs and business owners, we have an offer exclusive just for you. It is a training track to help you lead your company to success. Here's the thing. Your employees want to grow and develop. They want to be motivated and engaged at work, but it's not always easy to know where to start. That's where Mercury comes in. We provide specific development tracks for managers, employees, and HR leaders to help them achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Hey everybody, I'm Christina and I'm a brand and image strategist where we consult you on how you're coming across, how your total brand, um, social media, the way you speak, the way you look, the way uh, your website looks, and it's all important in encompassing especially effective communication. So I have a book that I'd like to recommend. This book called, called Talk It Up by David and Danny Sue Brown does exactly that. It goes step by step and it tells you exactly what you need to know. It is very easy to follow. It will boost your confidence. It will help you communicate effectively to your audience. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Chris, I want to ask you, and I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much about the club. And and for all of our listening audience out there, if you're interested in that, obviously, we want you to go to the SAIA Accelerator Program find out why this is important and how this could fit into your role as a leader. And then that might make sense for you to join this type of community. Sure. Uh, I want to ask you two things. Though. I mean, if, if we know uh, your background and what you've done and how you've trained, a couple things come up. One is uh, the DISC uh, assessment tool, right? You use sure. that, you train on that. I'm sure you teach on that still. And then, you know, there's also another component in there where you talk about having a white knight, someone that could be a champion within the organization or within the community you're trying to get into. Talk about the importance of understanding a behavioral model like DISC, and then secondly, why it's good to have an advocate within the organization, within the community you're trying to get into, so that they can be a testimony for you, not just your own voice. Sure, of course. Um, so DISC, DISC is great, and there are a lot of different assessments and different you know, concepts and methodologies that you could train on. DISC is one that we like at Sell As You Are. And when we train on DISC, uh, the primary purpose we're, we're training on DISC is because people have a, a feeling to assume, consciously or subconsciously, yeah. that everyone should behave the same way they behave and care about the same things they care about. And if they don't, then there's something wrong with them or tension is immediately created. You know, I on the disc, I'm a, I'm a very high I and my adaptive style is a very high I and that means people oriented extrovert. Yeah. And I remember when before bringing awareness to this stuff, I would meet people who were very introverted and very task oriented, you know, sit in their Excel sheets all day and engineers and things of that nature. And I would just think like, what is wrong with them? Like, why would they get, why, why aren't they talking more? Why aren't they laughing more? Like this stuff is boring and lame. Why would you ever want to do this? Right. And of course, like here I am acting like, you know, the world doesn't need incredibly good engineers. Like, of course. Right. And so that really opened my eyes at the time to like, oh, wow, I have this tendency. Oh, and this tendency can have real drawbacks too, right? Because there's a, it's a double-edged sword because someone who's a people-oriented extrovert 
also really struggles handling rejection and really struggles doing deep work and details, right? They like to inspire and they like to talk and they like to motivate. And so bringing that awareness to myself, not just how I better communicate with people who have different preferences, but also, you know, every time I saw like, these are the drawbacks of this preference. I was like, oh yeah, uh-huh. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. I struggle with all these things. I never even realized it. I just thought everyone did. Now I need to dig into why. Um, I love it. So that's disc. Yeah. We could go into this all day, but I remember taking the disc assessment test probably about eight or nine years ago. And then I took it again three years ago before I started my own company. And, and it's so funny how they're like exactly the same carbon copy. And mm-hmm. the uh, trainer, the the disc certified trainer who t- who did this on me, and he became one of my coaches. He said, "Oh my God, they're like exactly the same." And I said, "I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing." He goes, "Well, at least you know yourself." <laughs> yes. Yes. So, 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 Chris, real quick, in, in terms of like working to find that champion, the yep. yeah. at White Knight that can be an advocate for you. Uh, how does that look like for a typical salesperson? Is this someone that just sits down, goes to their LinkedIn page? Is this someone that says, look, I do know somebody in there. Uh, how does that work? Because I know for me as an author, as a podcaster, those reviews are in a way that white night for me. It's great yeah, to have someone else say you're awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, social proof is incredibly important, especially when you're in a pure sales role because of what we talked about earlier in the stories people have about salespeople. So you, you're almost starting from behind the eight ball in a lot of ways, because every person I will say, um, in the, you know, uh, in societies in which salespeople exist, every person has had a less than ideal experience with a salesperson. And so, and right, what do we remember? We remember our pain way more than we remember our pleasure. So uh, that is likely going to be the first thing they think about. So you're behind the eight ball. And what do people do? People always, whenever they make any type of decision, they do a you know, is this going to benefit me? Is there value, a cost benefit analysis? Maybe in a second, maybe they'll do it for a week. And that screams value, right? When do we feel the best about the value we're going to get? When we put our trust into the value, right? When we're, because we, we always give trust. We either give trust in the thing or we give trust in the opposite of the thing, right? Either trust this is going to work or I trust it's not going to work. And so it's so important when you are the individual who is the face of that solution and you represent that value that they trust you. And you can't make someone give you their trust, but you can absolutely behave in ways that is constantly increasing the chances that they then choose to trust you. And so if you're able to start with a white knight or get in at a lower level or have that social proof within an organization – The trust, which people don't like having to decide whether or not to trust someone. They don't like it. It's unnatural to to not trust people, right? It's cynical. It's scarcity mindset. It's fear-based. People want to trust, but they also don't want to make a mistake. So when you're able to get that uh, third-party endorsement, it tells the decision maker, the individual you're looking to talk to, like, oh, 
good. I can just trust this guy now. I don't have to, I don't have to go back and forth and, and decide for the next two weeks, whether or not I like him and trust him. I can just trust him. Okay, good. Now that that's out of the way, let's see if he actually has a solution to my problem. And I love so, it. Yeah. 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 So it's really, it's really important. And I appreciate that, Chris. It's so true. And for so many people, they fail to understand that if you go on your own power, your own voice, your own let's say resume, that may take you so far, but someone else in that organization, trust the people that are on the front line or trust the people that are actually interfacing with you. And if they trust them because they've had experience with them, they've worked with them over time, then it actually helps further strengthen your position. You say it's important to be able to have that. Uh, Chris, any, any final words of wisdom or anything else our listeners should know about embracing authenticity in their own sales journey? I mean, I think we, we really hit, hit on a lot of stuff, but I, I would just say if, if you are not finding your sales role or your sales journey fulfilling in some way, it likely means that you're behaving out of alignment and you're convincing yourself you need to be someone other than who you truly desire to be. And so you're showing up thinking you have to be that person. And I just want to tell you, you don't. You don't. That doesn't mean you don't need to face your fears. It doesn't mean you don't need to overcome imposter syndrome or insecurity. I'm not telling you to hide from it, but you can courageously be yourself and be wildly successful at selling. And they are not mutually exclusive things. And of course, if I can help you with that, please don't hesitate to let me know. But I would say that that is the key takeaway that I want all my clients and any, anyone I work with or speak to in audience to, to really understand about, about sales and about their role within the greater sales industry. I love it. it and, and I'll tell you, we all learned this today, believe it or not, from a history teacher who wants you to learn from your own history so that you don't repeat bad history and that you create sure. good patterns going forward. This is the mindset that he's trying to teach all of those sales professionals out there. I want to thank Chris for coming on. The SAIA system isn't a copy-paste approach. It's a process that's methodical and specifically tailored to your strengths so that you and your team can have the right foundation to deliver in a confident manner and deliver in a way that shows you being your best every day, maximizing your potential and helping the overall grow your company's revenue. Chris is leaving our listeners something special. He's been gracious. An online resource, a mini course entitled Stop the Chase. I'm going to put this in the show notes so that you can follow this if you're interested in getting this mini course. Sellasyouare.com is Chris's website. Find him on LinkedIn. This is an incredible conversation. I want him to come back on. I want you guys to follow him and let me know if you're showing up as you are more going for Chris, thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me on, David. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.